to us. Fires, touchdown Miami. Waddle snuck into the end zone of Miami. Boy, tight throw, tight window. They had to get that touchdown on that play. They get it. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, covering your team, your Miami Dolphins. How's it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and on today's show, we have a very, very special edition of the Drive Time Podcast. General Manager Chris Greer and Head Coach Mike McDaniel join me to talk all things scouting combine, NFL draft, free agency, the offseason, roster building, and even some restaurant recommendations in Indianapolis. From the Baptist Health Studios inside the Baptist Health Training Complex, this is the Drive Time Podcast. We are going to waste exactly zero more seconds. Let's go ahead and get to my interview with General Manager Chris Greer and Head Coach Mike McDaniel. What's up, Dolphins? Travis Wingfield here, the host of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel, general manager Chris Greer. Guys, welcome in. Thanks for having us. Happy to have you into the living room set here. Mike, your second time back with me here. And you guys have worked together for about a month or so now. How has the process of kind of the melding of the minds played out as you prepare for both free agency and the draft? Just like that. (laughs) It's, It's been a real cool process to be honest, because there's a part of Chris's process that uh, that I can identify with, that I kind of want for me as a head coach, and being deliberate in everything you do. He's very patient in how he goes through his process, and that's something that going into this job that was a, a big deal for me in terms of what I how I wanted to approach it. It's been very fulfilling, but also um, challenging to keep up with this guy. He he. He's a lot later night guy than I am, so <laughs> he, he burns me out. But I let him carry the conversation when, uh, when we get towards about this time to 10 p.m. I, I have to imagine you reciprocate some of those feelings through the interview process and now working along co- alongside Coach. Yeah, and he's a lot earlier in the morning than I am, too, so, <laughs> so it, it balances. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, no, it's been, been fun with the coaching staff that Mike's put together. Um, other coaches have been fantastic in terms of uh, getting us going and, and in terms of free agency, the draft, preparing for the combine here. You know, working with Mike, like you said, the conversation we're having today about, you know, the, just the process when you gather the information, putting it all together. And I've learned things from him too as well. So this is not just, you know, one way of doing it. There's always ways that you try and learn from other people in different ways of doing things from his experiences, you know, with other teams that have been successful. And, and so it's been, it's been a really good process so far. Have those conversations you guys have had come up in some film sessions you've had together and if you've watched film together current Dolphins players free agent prospects draft prospects what have you guys kind of learned from each other in that process I would say you know like the other day with the scouts Mike has prepared a a tape of what he's looking for at you know the running back position and it was a great teaching moment you know for us and and the offensive coaching staff came in and sat and listened so a very good visual opportunity for all the scouts and, and coaches to be in the one room talking about, you know, what we're looking for at the position and, you know, the things that, you know, Mike has had success in finding players at, at San Francisco. I know our scouts that really appreciate I know a couple of them reached out to Mike and said how much they enjoyed it. Is that something you had kind of prepared ahead of time before the job, or is it something you put together as you've gotten here? No, that's, that's, some, that's what's exciting about um, working with Chris, and you don't really go into the situation 
thinking I'm, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. It's working with them, and it, it takes a lot of people to really chase to have one vision, you know, and facilitating that. No, you, you don't know if that, that is even an opportunity, really, until you're in a building working with people, um, and that's part of the positives of being in uh, Miami Gardens. You guys mentioned that kind of singular vision, or you did coach, and I'm sure it's shared between both of you. Have you kind of developed together a core list of traits of what it, what you want to look for in a Miami Dolphin under this current regime? Yeah, and it, you know, we, we talked about it, and we've talked about it with the coaches and scouts, but it, you know, first and foremost, you're always looking for guys that love football. And, and, and it's not, it doesn't have to also just be flatline, hey, let's have this conversation. For instance, my first, first uh, week on the job, there's players coming to my office to speak with me for the first time. And in those players, I'm recognizing traits that I prioritize. So that I, we don't have to have those conversations, although we do. But the most tangible way that I know that we're on the same page is that the players that Chris and um, his staff have acquired before I was even here. Their values, I can feel their passion when they're talking to me about the Miami Dolphins moving forward. And that, you know, there's indicators like that all over the place as well. We're, you know, entering into this whole thing knowing that our, our philosophies are kind of parallel. So you inherit a roster of players that fits a lot of those cores. And now we head into the scouting combine this week where that's the idea is trying to find players that fit those core Miami Dolphins traits. And as you guys head into the combine, what can you look back and say, we accomplished this, therefore the week at the combine was successful? I really enjoy sitting down talking to players and, um, you know, the underwear Olympics part of it, as we talk about, is, uh, right. you know, that, that part is, is always important to see, but it's really, you know, I think for us, we were talking about how important it is, the interview parts that we really get and sit down and, and really meet the players for the first time. So the behind the scenes, obviously important, the on the field stuff has its importance too. How do you kind of balance what you see with the on field workouts compared to what you see on tape and how those two things kind of come together for the overall evaluation? Well, that, that's one thing that, um, again, we, we see things similarly where Chris was very clear about, hey, this portion of the evaluation, we, we try to focus on football and keeping that separate from the, the people so you can have equal evaluations and then bring them together, which he articulated a lot better than I had in my mind. But I was, I was like, yeah, that t makes total sense to me. He does such a great job of giving me wisdom without um, insulting, like, Hey, young guy, this is this makes more sense, um, and so we 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 we're able to bridge stuff together, and that's what's defining how we do stuff. If that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. And kind of the same question to you, Chris. When you look at you know obviously your scouting process goes throughout the course of the whole season, the college season, and you get to this point. How do you kind of balance what you see out there on the the underwear Olympics as you called it uh, versus what you see on tape and how that kind of makes the overall evaluation? It, again, it's all parts. Like Coach was saying, you're taking the film from the fall, so you, you said that who he is as a, a player tells you what he is as a player on, on the field in game situations. Then now the interview process, all-star games, you get to see like small college guys taking on guys from Alabama or something, so you get a better feel there. Then you do the interview process, so you get to know the guys the first time. Then you got the 30 visits after that, and you're spending more time with them. And then that leads up to the April meetings and the drafts, and so you put all that together, and then that helps us, you know, hopefully make good decisions, you know, and you, we realize we'll never bat a thousand. <laughs> no one does, but you try and make the best educated decisions we can with all the information we get. Yeah, it's a lengthy so. process, and Coach, obviously you get the, the benefit of working with Chris and the experience of his staff, and mm -hmm. has there been any crossover between the coaching staff and the scouting staff as you guys kind of 
work together to build this roster this offseason. Uh, crossover in terms of? Watching tape together, the conversations. Oh, yeah, all that no, stuff. That's, uh, that's part of the process that Chris early on made clear that he, he found was valuable. I said, you know what? I think it's valuable too. Yeah, there's been, um, in terms of speaking on players, get, uh, acquiring information, you know, you, you can hear his full understanding of the, the, the process and how you have to take the time to gather all the information. That's what I personally find so valuable. Within that, you have time to, to say, hey, this is our time to talk about um, the backgrounds of these players together so we can hear it. Oh, there's, we have some time that we can watch some film together. All that crossovers, um, you know, having been in numerous organizations, I know how special that is. To Mike's credit, you know, he always thought that that was a valuable thing too, to have coaches and scouts, everyone's on the same page and know what we're looking for. And, you know, Coach Embry came in, he was only here for like two days, he came right. in and just wanted to sit in on meetings and it was great. He came in, sat in, and I know he knew, uh, you know, like Reggie McKenzie and Marvin Allen and those guys. And he would ask questions on stuff and, you know, and listening and taking in information, asking them questions and their opinions to really hear what they thought about stuff. So it's been pretty cool and all yeah. the coaches have been just like that. That's uh, a result of the environment. What you see is what you get with Chris. And that is a powerful thing in the place of leadership because Coach Embry's there for two days and he jumps in and takes a seat right at the corner, almost violating your personal space and your note taking. <laughs> and they're just going to work um, like we've been working together for, for years. And that um, we've both been fortunate enough to have enough experience in the NFL to know that that is something that, you know, we, we all are passionate about our jobs, but if you can do stuff with people that are like like-minded in the pursuit of the, the same goal, with no ego or no no worry about what who's getting credit or what. More often than not, you hope you can get to the, the answers that are the best for the team. So, so you guys felt that click pretty quickly. Definitely. Mm -hmm. In interview process, like part, what's part of that? Problem? I mean, you hired yeah. me, so I, <laughs> I think <laughs> it went okay, right? It went yeah, okay. I th I think it worked worked out, but definitely it was. Um, that's a big part of it, too. So the combine coming up this week, always one of the best opportunities to improve your football team. And one trait we hear a lot, or a phrase I should say we hear a lot, is raw. This player is raw. When you have an opportunity to draft a player who is quote-unquote raw, and mm -hmm. the high upside and the risk adversity you have to, to approach a player to that, how do you kind of balance the, the value of, of what your coaching staff can do to develop said player because he maybe needs a little bit more development opposed to a player who came into the league with more production and, and a proven resume. How do you kind of balance that with a new coaching staff? Well, I think at the end of the day. <laughs> well, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, really very few players, you probably have maybe 10% come in ready, they're ready to handle uh, pro football, but a lot of these guys are all going to need development. So you can say they're all raw. And I think the you know, coaching staff, especially the staff Mike's put together, um, are teachers, and that's the fun part of the group he's put about, uh, put together is that doing the research and talking to people about it as he was recommending guys. Everyone talked about what great teachers are, how smart they are, and how uh, engaging they get their players to be with them. And so that's the exciting part of, of staff he's put together and looking forward to seeing them on the field in the spring. But majority of these players, again, are, are raw prospects. So heading into the offseason here, you guys enter this, this portion of the calendar with uh, almost no dead cap, Chris, and the most available cap space heading into free agency. How does that kind of help you guys 
to formulate a plan for the offseason to improve this football team in the kind of player acquisition period here? Being able to know that we have flexibility to do stuff is good, but at the end of the day, we're going to build the team that's best for us. Yeah, it's, it's not like mom's allowance she just gave you. That you're, you're just like, hey, we have some money, let's go spend it. Flexibility, for sure. That matters, but then that doesn't always mean, hey, you have money, you can spend it, which is you know, why I rely on him so much, because he, he Mike, now let's think about it. Um, <laughs> and that's, and that's impor- a huge part of the process that um, you know, coaches are, uh, can, be pre- can be short-sighted at times, so you need proper balance um, when talking through anything, especially when you're talking about salary cap and, and spending limits and all these numbers that I'm like, <laughs> well, uh, I know what a post and a slant and a dig are, um, we want to talk about that, you know. So I'm, you, you gave me a great segue to my final question here, talking about the kind of patience and, and impatience at times. You know, when you talk about a development plan for a player, you, Chris, you talk a lot about developing your guys in-house and eventual draft picks. Is that, when you look at a player you're looking to draft, is there a long-term focus in terms of, we plan to develop this way in year one to year two to year three to eventually get that player to where you ultimately see their projection? And how do you guys, how do you guys kind of collaborate on that? We don't necessarily micromanage it. Every time you do anything, get the best player available. You're trying to sign the best player that you can that's responsible for, for your team. Yeah, you'd like to say, hey, this guy's going to be X, Y, or Z at this year. That's, there's a lot of variables that go into that. So you, you just really have to invest in people. And um, you know, uh, you're investing in the coaches that are, that are dealing with them every day um, to make sure that they teach them as best they can and you, you have confidence that everyone's putting their best foot forward. Um, and you know what, maybe a guy develops slow in year one, but then he accelerates in year two. You know, the ambition doesn't stop or uh, the vision doesn't stop. Maybe he accelerates a ton in year one. Well, you better not take a step back in year two. You know, it's all um, part of, you know, doing our job on a daily basis as best we can and um, relying on each other to come to the, the best decision we possibly can make. That's all I got for you guys. Appreciate you guys' time today. And uh, St. Elmo's, is that the, the place to go in, in Indy? What's the, best, what's the best place in Indy to eat? Uh, St. Elmo's good. Uh, Harry and Izzy's is a good spot. Isn't that right mean, next door? Yep, yep. Yeah. There's a lot of quality control days where I ate three meals a day at Steak and Shake. <laughs> steak and Shake, yeah, like two in the morning. Yeah, fantastic. no, but I mean, <laughs> at like 10 in the morning, you know, I've learned to appreciate it. I actually saw one on the freeway. There's um, one on right down University. That's where I have no idea where anything is, but right now. But uh, I, I know I saw one, and I was like, hey, I'll see you later. There you go. You can lean on him for some, some roster building advice and your Steak Shack location advice as well. Appreciate you guys' time today. Head coach Mike McDaniel, GM Chris Greer. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks. And away they go. How much fun was that? And I just listened to that back when putting this together. I said Steak Shack. He said Steak and Shake. Travis, I just heard him say it, and I still got it wrong. We'll have to follow up with Coach on how many times he hits up Steak and Shake in Indianapolis. In the meantime, that's going to be my time, but we have tons of content coming your way this week from Indianapolis. 
The next time you hear from me is going to be Wednesday. OJ McDuffie Juice joins the podcast to talk about his scouting combine experience and the way that has changed and evolved over the years. We also will be on the ground there in Indy with player interviews. We'll hear from head coach Mike McDaniel, his Wednesday press conference from Indianapolis as well. We'll be on the ground getting some interviews from media members. Again, talking to college prospects, tons and tons of content. We'll be with you guys on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then come back next week and have more combine coverage, more comprehensive coverage of the week that was as we get ready for the draft and the offseason and all that fun stuff here on the Drive Time Podcast. But in the meantime, you all please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating, leave us a review. You can follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the team at Miami Dolphins across all social media platforms. This is the week to check us out. If you have not done so yet, we're going to have plenty of stuff for you guys again all week long. Of course, check out the Fish Tank Podcast with Seth and OJ. Another episode dropping this week. You don't want to miss that. Our YouTube channel for all the media availabilities and Dolphins Today with myself, Joanna Torres, and guest host right now, Kimberly Martin. And last but not least, MiamiDolphins.com. Until next time, fins up, Caroline. Daddy is coming home.